Okay, welcome back to the NBA offseason is a season of its own as big-name players annually request out of their destinations for a better chance at hoisting that Larry LB at the end of the season, man. This is an emergency podcast as one of the top five players in the NBA spontaneously asked out of Brooklyn. Don't go anywhere. When we get back, we'll be talking about all things Kevin Durant. But first, this music. Okay, so we are back, and I would not rather have anyone else to talk to than these two co-hosts of mine, my good friends. To start off with Cam. Cam, how are you doing, man? Crazy news going on today. Yeah, I'm doing great. At work today, as soon as free agency opened, I got nothing done for the first hour. I was just constantly watching my phone and uh, texting in the group chat and uh, with everybody and trying to figure out what's going on with all these signings. It was a great hour of non-productivity, so, you know, got to love it. Ready to get into this episode, though. Yeah, so Aaron, I saw your boy Paolo Bonchero, number one pick, say, hey, don't sleep. Tried to do the edit with him and KD. Little does he know if that happens, he's on his way to Brooklyn. How are you doing, man? How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, you know, as an Orlando fan, usually free agents is fun because I get to sit back and we don't really do anything. We just kind of wait it out with our uh, rebuilding process. But we, we signed Mo Bamba today, which I'm excited about because I have a Mo Bamba jersey and I didn't want to have to get rid of it. Uh, he is switching numbers, unfortunately. Paulo's taking his number five, so I'm just going to duct tape a little Bancaro across the back. I think that'll get the job done, but uh, still love Mo Bamba. It's going to be a while for the Magic, but uh, I'm excited to see where the offseason goes. Yeah, so holy shit. All right, so DeWalt, to recap the first day of free agency, Jokic got five for 264, making that the richest deal in NBA history to stay in Denver. Beal gets... Five for 251 to stay on the Wizards. Booker gets four for 214 to stay in Phoenix. Then Brunson goes to the Knicks on a, wow, on a, on a crazy deal. Four for 110. Lou Dort gets five for 87 and a half to stay in OKC. My guy Bobby Bifocal stays in Milwaukee for four for 49. And then Axe guy Mo Bamba gets two for 21. But biggest of all, Kevin Durant went directly to the Nets owner today, Joe Side, to request a trade. Okay, so to start off, Draymond may not be the catalyst, but I believe that he surely, surely played a part in this seemingly spontaneous decision by Kevin Durant. And what do I mean by that? Draymond is flaunting and talking levels of shit that is getting borderline out of control. Yes, I realize Dre is most likely a first ballot Hall of Famer, but let's be honest, if you replace him with Al Horford, the Warriors still probably have four rings in this era. KD has said many times, I only care about the hooping aspect, not legacy talk, but in my opinion, he probably thought Golden State isn't slowing down. If anything, their window is wider than ever. If they win another championship while I'm in a tumultuous situation in Brooklyn, my rings will be cheaper than a Nutri-Grain bar at Costco. So Cam, I'll throw this question to you first, man. Take me through your initial reactions to hearing this news, along with why you think he ultimately requested a trade right after Kyrie opted in. 
Yeah, not going to lie. I was definitely a little blindsided by uh, that notification today. I thought once Kyrie decided to opt into his deal that that was pretty set in stone that they were going to run it back in Brooklyn, especially with the Ben Simmons signing this year. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, I, I think they've decided, I mean, I'm sure him and Kyrie have talked internally on their own and decided that the Brooklyn's, if it's not Brooklyn's management and culture, it's just not a good place for them to win. I don't think that, uh, their dream of wanting to play together on another team is even remotely feasible. So I don't, I don't see that happening. I, if, as I said earlier in the group chat, if, uh, I'm, uh, if I was the, uh, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, I'm shipping, I'm shipping Kevin Durant to Orlando and I'm shipping Kyrie Irving to Sacramento because I would be fed up with all this nonsense. They traded away their entire future and all their young players to get, to get the big three with including Harden back in the, when, when that happened, the Nets currently don't have a first round pick until 2028. I think this is, they leveraged their entire future to make this happen. And to have this literally only last two years, if you didn't see June 30th was the date when Kyrie and KD agreed to go to Brooklyn and sign that contract two years ago today to the day. I'm just really excited to see where KD goes. And I joked about it earlier in the group chat, but the more I think about it, the more I see this being a legitimate option of KD going back to OKC. I think they're very close. I've mentioned on previous podcasts, they have the, the playmaking engines and Giddy and Gilgis Alexander. They got the new draft pick in Chet. Uh, they got Lou Dort on defense. They have 17 first round picks in the next six drafts, almost three first round picks per draft. They can kind of leverage those picks, maybe possibly get KD back. What do you think, Kim? I don't see a way in, you know, uh, in the way that uh, KD will re- end up returning to uh, OKC. As much as I understand your uh, your math behind it, and they do have the draft capital and certain young players around there to to surround it. If we've learned anything from the way KD has uh, moved around in the past, it's KD is going to go to a winning team. And But Jay, though, I do want to pose you this question before I give it to you. If KD did go back to OKC and he won a ring with Josh Giddy and Shea, would that would that do anything for his legacy in your eyes? It has nothing to do with OKC. KD can go anywhere other than Golden State. It's still about no, it's still about going home though. It's, it's no, I don't think so. I mean, home. we. Don't, I'm not gonna judge him at the same level that I judge LeBron at with the going home to Cleveland and doing all that because he's not even from OKC. If anything, you should be talking about him going back to the Blazers, the team that should have drafted him number one and skipped on him with Greg Oden. But for me, man, I just want to give you guys this question. Uh, but to answer your question really quickly, he can go anywhere regardless of. The Warriors in Boston, you go anywhere but those two destinations, and you win a championship, you and I are cool. We're cool. Everything's fine. Uh, I'll put it that way. But I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask you about these untouchable players. Tell me if these guys are untouchable in a KD trade, if that team won't take that trade, okay? So starting off, Giannis. You guys tell me when I go too far. Giannis. Obviously. Luka. Steph. Jokic. LeBron, John Morant, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, Scotty Barnes. Think about it. Scotty Barnes. No. Would the Raptors do it? I don't think Scotty Barnes is untouchable. I don't think he's Would untouchable. the Raptors do it? I don't think he's untouchable. I mean, right. think about it. What, what are the odds Scotty Barnes ever becomes as good as KD is right now? Pretty slim. Pretty slim. But do I think the Raptors are going for the right now? I don't think so. I don't think they're going to take the – three years and an option of KD knowing 
that we're building for the future. Well, they're, we're they're building for super, the next 10. They're not, you know, they're not the youngest team around. Uh, Siakam's starting to get up there a little bit. Van Vliet's not a young guy. He was a four-year college player. Uh, that team's got OG finals experience. That team's got OG finals drafted, experience, too. Yeah, OG was drafted in 2017. That was five years ago now. Uh, so this isn't, you know, a bunch of teenagers running around out there. I think they're a They know how to win. I, I exactly. I agree with Aaron. This team knows how to win. They've been to the finals. Uh, obviously, they don't have their focal point anymore in Kawhi or, or, or Kyle Lowry. But this team, this team still does know how to win. I don't know if you guys seen the episode of Family Guy where Peter is offered, uh, you need to have a boat or a mystery box, which is a little cardboard box. And he goes for the mystery box. His reasoning is, you know, the boat, you know what you're getting. It's a boat. But the mystery box could be anything. It could even be a boat. And I feel like Scotty Barnes is the mystery box, and the boat is Kevin Durant here. It's you a good – you, t- you take the boat. You take the boat every time. Ten times out of ten. All right, let's keep going down this list then. Devin Booker. Ooh. I don't know. He's right. He's. I feel like he's the line. I feel like he's yeah. the line. You know I what I mean? Like, all right, let's keep going because there are more players. Swap, I feel like that could keep be keep going, keep Book's going, keep going. Phoenix. Anthony Edwards. Are the Timberwolves keep, doing I'm, that right now? I'm keeping Anthony Edwards. I'm keeping Anthony, Anthony Edwards. Trey Young. Keeping I'm keeping Trey. I'm keeping Trey too. I'm keeping Trey. Kawhi Leonard. This is where it gets tricky. This is where it gets tricky. Uh, this is where it gets in the contracts. Because they're both the contracts. He's at the four-year contract, right? Yeah, and they're also – both uh, have uh, injury history in the yeah. recent years, so it's not All like right. Aaron. Katie it'll, hasn't it'll... played. Katie hasn't played like eighty games in the season since like twenty fifteen. He's got some serious injuries. People forget about that. Um, Kawhi's at the four year deal too, so they're pretty similar contract wise. In a world where the contracts work out, I would move Kawhi for KD. All right, and then the last one I have before we go to the next section, Paolo Banchero. I'll oh, give me oh. KD. Give me KD. If you're the Magic's Paolo, front office, listen to this, Paolo, and... I love you if you're listening to this. But yeah, okay, come on. Richard Banjo. Jefferson said, "I don't know if you guys saw the Richard Jefferson thing. I think it's what Jay uh, alluded to earlier. You know, Paolo posted that thing with KD, and Richard goes, you know, young fella, if KD ends up in Orlando jersey, you're wearing a Nets jersey. So let's <laughs> see what happens there. <clears throat> All right, so Cam, let me throw this question to you. This is not about uh, the best fit right now, but." If you're Adam Silver and you want the league to stay highly competitive, what is the best KD trade for the league? Not for best fit or where KD should probably go. What's the best fit for basketball as a fan standpoint? This is really t- this is honestly a super loaded and tough question because any of his preferred destinations, I feel like if not if don't make them the title favorite, they make him a top 3 title favorite according to Vegas. So what was best for the league was for him to just stay put in fucking Brooklyn and for him to just run it back with Kyrie. But obviously that's not what's going to happen. So, I mean, I honestly don't have a great answer for this one. I feel like, I feel like Miami, I feel like Miami's good choice and a little biased. Maybe, I mean, Chicago, not a bad choice either, but but I mean, Miami probably has the better assets to uh, make a move to try to play with him. I, I, I would like to think, I think Kevin Durant's going to stay in the Eastern Conference. I don't really see him making a move out West unless that sign and trade goes through with Phoenix. But I honestly do see him staying in the East, so I'm going to go with Miami. All right, Ak, best trade for the league? I got to go Phoenix. I got to go Phoenix. I think you throw Macau Bridges and a bunch of picks at him. Maybe another auxiliary piece, like uh, I don't even know. Maybe a Tory Craig, something like that, something small, make the salaries work. 
I can see that happening. I think that's great for the league. I think the Phoenix Suns are a very fun team, and adding KD just makes them that much better. I just want to clarify, Aaron, you did see the uh, the post about how the Nets aren't picking up the phone from Phoenix unless it includes Devin Booker. Yeah, but, I mean... At some I point, think it's early this, posturing this is, by yeah, that team also this, to try and... Also, this is, I'm saying best stuff fit a little bit about that too, for Not sure. necessarily this will happen, saying he's best fit, in my opinion, at least, for the league. But I think if KD's a real one, if he really wants to, you know, kind of get out of LeBron's shadow, he got to do what LeBron did. He's got to go to his hometown team where they have nothing going on and win it all. He's got to go to the Washington Wizards and take him to the top. That's the only way I'll respect him after the whole Golden State incident. See, I taught, I, I, I said this to Jay earlier, and he almost uh, rage. He almost threw his phone at me, uh, even though he's in Tallahassee. I know it's coming. It's, Don't do it. it. Don't a, do a return it. a return to the Warriors is not completely out of the realm of possibility. I, I I hate to be this guy and put it out there, but I mean I'm just saying this is not a completely unrealistic thing. As far I know the salaries, I know the salaries are tough, but I'm not saying the Warriors couldn't move on from Clay. They have plenty of young players in Wiseman, Pool, Moody, Kaminga. I mean I'm just saying like the door on a return to Golden State is not completely closed. All right, so where I want KD to go, this is just a wild card. I want him. I know it's never going to work because the Nets won't take the trade offer, but I want nothing more than to see Jokic and Kevin Durant run a screen and roll, and you don't know what is going on. I think that would be the best duo in the NBA. It'd be insane. The dishes that Jokic, the dimes that Jokic would be feeding to KD would be great. All right, Ken, let me give you this question. And then I'll give Act the same one. What trade package would you rather get for Kevin Durant if you're the Nets? Would you rather get Scotty, Gary Trent Jr. in picks, or Jalen Brown, Fat Boy Grant Williams in picks? Scotty, I'd rather have I'd rather have Scotty, Gary Trent Jr. in uh, picks. I mean, it's close, and I'm not going to be upset if you uh, go the other way. But uh, 21 year old and Scotty, a four over 40% three-point shooter and Gary Trent, who's no slouch on the defensive end and draft picks. And you don't have a pick till 2028 currently. I'm, I'm taking that offer. I think that Boston offer is too good to pass up. You get JB and Grant Williams. That's your jump started your team right back, right back into the playoffs. Honestly, uh, I know they don't have a whole lot of depth, but freeing up that much space with KD, you should be able to get some decent role players as well. So I'm taking the Boston deal all day. Okay, so with that being said, I always want to take things like this with a grain of salt, but we're seeing reports that KD and Kyrie want to continue playing together, but not in Brooklyn per Woj. Imagine how Sean Marks and Joe Sire are feeling, seeing that these two players still want to be teammates, but not in the destination that they have. Hey, if anything, James Harden, instead of being a quitter, at this point, he's an oracle. He got out of there before everybody else did and, and escaped everything before the rest of the stars got out of there. But with that being said, man, last year, the Nets had a starting lineup of James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Joe Harris, Kevin Durant, and LaMarcus Aldridge. Now, the best case scenario would be a skeleton of Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Joe Harris, and a B-tier all-star, whether it be Aiden, Jalen Brown, etc. So, Cam... If the Bulls offered DeRozan, Pat Willie in an unprotected first for KD, are you saying yes? Uh, I think it's going to take more than that to get it done. But, I mean, if I'm the Bulls, I'm shipping whatever I possibly can, including Patrick Williams, to get this deal done. 
the Bulls clearly, even if I don't think they, uh, I don't think they're really built to win now, but they, they seem to be going for it all with, I mean, as soon as they re-sign Zach Levine, that's about as clear as it gets as uh, we're going to try to win it all right now. So, I mean, if I'm the Bulls, I'll send Patrick Williams. I will send Jusumu. I will send whatever, as many picks and uh, Vooch too, if they have to, to get the job done here. Yeah, so last question before we go on to the next set of uh, big moves that happened. Aaron, if the Magic or if the Nets called you guys and said, we'll give you KD for Paolo, Franz, and two first that are unprotected, are you saying yes? Wow, that's a, that's about exactly the package I would expect. Um, I would maybe hold on to Franz, try to throw on maybe an RJ Hampton or a – not Markel, maybe RJ Hampton or Cole Anthony. That wasn't the question, man. That wasn't the question. I'm saying no. I'm saying no. I'm saying no. I'm saying no. All right, that's a good way to end this. That's a good way to end this. Let's go on to the next big move that happened, which is Jalen Brunson getting the absolute colossal, monstrous, monumental bag from the, from the uh, not Dallas, from the New York Knicks. Apparently Dallas didn't even get a chance to offer him. So he was like, I'm out of there. I want a higher usage rate. I want to be more of a focal point, and I'm going to do it in New York. Aaron, we talked about this a little bit before the pod. Talk to me about this Jalen Brunson deal, man. Yeah, we mentioned – we were talking a little earlier, and we were just shocked at the the contract numbers these guys are getting. I mean, listen, you put $25 million into Jalen Brunson every year. What else are you going to, are you going to do with the rest of your roster? Randall's got a big contract. Barrett's about to get a big contract. I just don't see what the Knicks are thinking here. I mean, what are they, how are they going to fill the pieces in around him? I think with this Brunson contract, their ceiling at absolute best, there may be a 45 win team. I just don't get this from their perspective at all. Aaron, I think you're exactly right. I mean, the fact that like they're paying, you're paying $110, $110 million for a, uh, regardless of whether you think is, you know, I know he had a great year, but he's not a top 12 point guard at the end of the day. He's not, he's not in the top 12. We already named 12 guys before we started recording this that are uh, currently better than him. If you think, do you think Jalen Brunson can ever be the lead role on his team? And can he ever get much better than he currently is right now? Because he's 25 already. He was a four-year college guy. And I don't really see Jalen Brunson getting this much, getting better than he currently is right now. What do you think? I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I don't see what else he could get better at, really. Um, maybe three-point shooting, but he's shooting a pretty decent percentage on a pretty decent volume already. Uh, he's just, he's not a big guy. He's not, I don't, I think you're right. I don't see it with him. I don't see it with him. All right, so two things. First off, I think the Knicks are desperately shopping Julius Randle in this free agency and this trade season because they gave Obi Toppin some of the reins at the end of the season, and Obi showed I am worthy of having a starting role in the NBA. I think you got to give Obi more minutes, get that salary from Julius Randle off your books, and then, Cam, to the question that you posed, Aaron, about Jalen Brunson, I think he'll have better numbers, of course, because his usage rate, his PER is going to be a lot higher with Luka not dominating the ball. So he will have better numbers, but that doesn't also mean that he's a better player. It just means the ball is in his hands more. All right, so that's Jalen Brunson. Let's go to Deontay Murray. Cam, talk to me about Deontay to ATL. Maybe who do you think won that trade to Spurs the Hawks? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are hating on this trade for uh, San Antonio, and I honestly don't agree with it. I think this is a, uh, I think this is a good trade for both sides. The uh, the Spurs are clearly in rebuild mode. They've decided if they would have kept it, they did just trade away their best player. 
But at the end of the day, what were they fighting for? A play-in spot in the West? Maybe. maybe. DeJounte was clearly the best player on the Spurs last season. There's no doubt about that. But I don't think DeJounte Murray can be the best player on a, on a, on a championship team. At the end of the day, I think he, will, he excels as a, as a number two overall player, which is what he will be in Atlanta. And in return, the Spurs get three first-round picks, which they can use to swing for guys with higher upside in the first round in this draft. And try to get, for example, a guy who like not that not that he's become that guy yet, but a guy like Zion Williamson, or a guy with a guy uh, the clear Cade Cunningham, the clear number one overall pick in the draft. When there's no debate on who should go one first or third, the guys that the guys that have superstar potential automatically like that. I think that's the kind of player the Spurs are looking for. And I think getting three first rounders in, in exchange for sending Jonte Murray to Atlanta, Atlanta gets a defensive uh, player who can kind of help uh, trace inefficiencies on defense. I know the fit's kind of wonky and uh, they both usually play point guard, but I mean, we've seen it. We've seen it with James Harden. We've seen it with Kyrie talented guards, find a way to play with other talented guards. I think they'll figure it out. And I don't, I, I think this is a good trade for both sides. Yeah, we see the Spurs fully entering the Wembenyama sweepstakes with this move. A lot of teams will be trying to position themselves to get that number one pick. And I'll tell you this, I don't care what package a team who's number two or number three in the draft next year is giving the number one seed. They're not taking it. They're taking Wembenyama. But to go off what you said, Cam, I think it's a pretty fair trade for both teams, man. The thing about it is the first rounders are unprotected. Now, Deontay will be an unrestricted free agent in two years. So the Hawks are completely entering win-now mode. What does that mean? That means if he doesn't do well, the Hawks don't um, achieve or uh, reach their goals in two seasons, then, hey, those picks later on could be the Hawks in the 10 seed, 11 seed that the Spurs are now getting. Great, great value picks for the Spurs. Ak, talking about this uh, trade and what team you think uh, got the best of the other one. I think it's the Hawks. I'm pretty excited to see what the Hawks pull off this year. John Tay Murray is very, very underrated player. He's an awesome defender. If the shot ever comes around, he'll be great. But the one thing I do worry about is that his best skill is his playing making. Uh, he provides most value to see when the ball's in his hands. That's what gets most of his offensive value. And Trey is much the same way, although Trey is just a little bit better at pretty much everything. So I'm really interested to see the fit between those two. I'm not sure if it'll be good. I'm not sure if it'll be really bad. Uh, just kind of more interested to see what happens on that. But uh, I do think the Spurs got some good value with those picks. I think Gallo was kind of a throw-in and make the make the contracts work out. Um, but yeah, the Spurs are still a long way away. They're gonna need some help. It's you know the trade benefits both sides. I think they both came out with what they wanted here. Yeah, absolutely, man. I think the Hawks looked at the rest of the East and said we can't match up talent-wise to the Celtics or to the Sixers or to the formerly Nets, you know, or even the Raptors. You can't match up Chicago's. Chicago's. Yeah, you can't even match up to those teams talent-wise. So they had to go and try and show Trey Young that they are in it to win it. They also want to pair him with some other talent that he knew before. They have a good relationship already. Um, So, yeah, that's Trey Young. Not Trey Young. That's Deontay Murray to ATL. That's Jalen Brunson to the Knicks. That's Kevin Durant just flat-out saying, I want out. But, uh, yeah, that'll wrap up the pod for today. Next time, we'll be talking about other things that happened. But this was an emergency pod. Crazy things happening in the NBA. 
Yeah, last thing I just wanted to clarify, uh, the official deal has come through for uh, Jalen Brunson. It's 104 million instead of 110. Not super better, obviously, but still just uh, we go we go for accuracy here at Lock and Relieve It. 26 so, you know. million a year is crazy though. That's crazy for Jalen Brunson, man. Uh, all right, so with that being said, man, let's start these sign-offs. Ak, thank you for hopping on. What team do you wish KD goes to? Last thing before we get out of here. Like I said earlier, the Washington Wizards. You know, man out. Show that you can do it. LeBron could do it. Why can't you? If you're so mad at the haters, shut them up. Go to the Wizards. Go to the hometown team. Win it all. Yeah, for me, uh, KD, you're about to be wearing a Chicago uh, Bulls uniform. You're, we're going to sign and trade Levine to, with Pat Will, every draft pick for the rest of eternity for Chicago. And then we're going to have DeRozan, Ball, and KD, and we're going to see you with holding that Larry O'Brien laughing at Jay's face when the Charlotte misses the playoffs because their entire team's in jail. <laughs> <laughs> that was a low blow, man. I'll tell you this. It's funny because you want him in Washington. You want him in Chicago. But you know the place he's going? He's going to Buzz City. Mason Plumley, James Booknight, Gordon Hayward in two seconds. We'll get it done for KD. We'll see that mellow KD pick and roll killing everybody. But that will end the podcast for today, man. Thank you guys for listening. Keep uh, keeping up with our social media and everything. And appreciate it, guys. Until next time. Peace. <laughs>